Power to the people, we are back to do maintenance. Yeah, yeah, we go and rock like crack when it came in. It's me, it's mm. me, it's podcast P. And we got you stuck off the realness. Yeah, yeah, we be the infamous, you heard of us, official. Salt Lake City. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. Um, Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the world famous Two Star Nigerians podcast. You could have been anywhere else in the world right now, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Thank you for joining us on another one of our instinctive travels down the path of rhythm. Thank you for joining us as we once again maraud into the midnight. Thank you for joining us as we once again enter the Wu-Tang. Yes, all 36 chambers. Thank you for joining us as we continue to seize control. Um, controlling our narrative is very important. Mm. Thank you for joining us as we once again show you that we are good kids. We just happen to unfortunately be raised in a mad city. It's getting warmer. It's getting warmer. It's getting warmer, finally. It's, it's finally, getting warmer. Man. The temperature's going up, and I'm starting to mm. see some, some. you know, I'm starting to experience these temporary highs in those violet skies. I can tell you that. I can tell you that. <laughs> man. We're, not, we're, not, we're not quite through, you know, the coldest winter, but mm. I, will, I, I can sense that we will soon be seeing some autumn, some autumn leaves. Um, and as ever, <laughs> if during um, this audiastic adventure, you slip, you fall, you can't get up, just feel free to call us if you get lost. Um, as I mentioned, I'm one half of your host, Podcast B. I am, as ever, joined by my illustrious co-host, my co-host, S with the most S. He goes by many names. It's the guy who gave you the look, the verse, and even the hook. That's why every pod sounds like Kex featuring Kex. Yo, <laughs> track 86. There's a lot to get into this episode. There's also not a lot to get into this episode. But there's a lot. It's going to be jam-packed with content of meaning. I'm excited for today's episode, man. How are you feeling? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> Once again, thank you all for joining us. And, um, you know, whilst you're here, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, please do check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcast from. And as ever, please do follow us on our socials. You can find us on Twitter at 2SNigerians. You can find us on Instagram at 2 underscore stubborn underscore Nigerians. You can find us on YouTube at 2 stubborn Nigerians. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe and ring that bell to get some notifications and of course we're on that app that keeps the clock tick tocking um you can find us at two stubborn nigerians how are you i'm good man i'm good uh it's been it's been a long week it's one of those you know those weeks after you've taken a holiday and you come back to work and it's just like man i forgot that i forgot that they really want you to wake up early every day Talking to work every day, do your job every day. But we thank God because we got to the end of it. So, you know, not much I can complain about. Um, it's been a cool week, man. It's been a cool week. One thing that's happened this last week, Paul, that I didn't, I've never really appreciated, but I'm appreciating now, yeah. Remember when we were kids and like your parents will hit you with the, we're going away for a bit, make sure you take care of the house. And there was no, there was no better news you could receive. Fam, that's just not the case anymore. That's just <laughs> fam, these people said, okay, we're going to Atlanta for a week. Raheem, do this, do this, do this. I've been nothing but stressed out since they've left. <laughs> Why do I have all these responsibilities? Why do I have to check that everything is topped up as it should be? That I have to go and pick up everyone now. I, there's no help in the house anymore. It's all on me. Yeah, it's been stressful. It's been stressful one, man, but we move, man. It's, you know, it's a nice little taster for what it will feel like when I have my own place, so. Welcome to adulthood, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> I can't believe you niggas are living like this. 
<laughs> when you go, when you gotta keep on top of every bill, oh. <laughs> that's the issue. These men didn't even like say, okay, let's take care of this before we leave. Mm-mm. They say, all right, yeah, you're making money now. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You got it. You straight? Yeah, solve it. You straight? You can be a petrol your car. Yeah, cool. All right, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> that's why I'm so reticent to buy because mm. I'm like, right, if the like if my cooker packs up now, mm-hmm. one call. And maintenance is like I don't even need to figure out who's the best handyman to do with the job. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just call. I say, "Hey, yo, your cooker fucked up. Come fix this shit now." Mm-hmm. They'll get someone on the phone. If not the day, the next day, someone is here to fix it. No, nothing out of my pocket. Boom. Mm-hmm. If you own now, it's on you to find <laughs> someone reliable. Do you know how hard that is? Bam. Where do you start looking? Like, bro, there's no yellow pages anymore. <laughs> My friends don't know the good handyman. Like, no, bro, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I think I don't know. That's the real issue of growing up, man. No one gives you contacts at all. Huh. scary. How's your last week been, man? It's been good. It was a good week um, on multiple different levels, and I'll get into them if I can. First mm. of all, some of you, if you're watching or if you're seeing on YouTube, maybe you'll see this. Boom, boom, boom. The hoodie came through from Five Only Entertainment, Cam Thomas. It says the hardest podcast you've never listened to. Um, just had to let them know. Repping Five Entertainment, Five Only, Cam Thomas. We appreciate that. Appreciate the hookup, big bro. Oh. Um, tough. It's a good hoodie. Good quality mm. clothing, man. It's good shit. And obviously, we got the tickets for May 6th. Yep. In Peckham. Yes, sir. You're going to be in that building. So I'm looking yep. forward to that. Live show, live music. Getting ready for the launch of the album. Mm-hmm. Red shirt. Man. Man, very much looking forward to that. So, so big, big ups to that. Looking forward to that. Um, on top of that, the invite came through Mm. for the bonanza in September. The bonanza in September. What's the bonanza in September? The wedding. Oh my god, the invites here. Yeah, no, the invite, the invites multiple. (laughs) So, looking forward to that. Um, looking forward to celebrating black love. Mm. And joy and beauty um mm. nigerian love man good clean nigerian love wholesome um and that was really funny i, I gave a speech i had a speech to do at work mm-hmm. it's always really funny for me when i go into like spaces like this and i have to give like talks because obviously i mean we do a podcast yep i talk a lot but you know me like you've known me for many years i'm not the most in rooms, I'm not the most talkative person unless I like I'm very comfortable and we're like talking about anything that I can very much walk into a room and be silent. Yeah, and I'm comfortable with that. Like I very much like my own space. I try and keep my words very minimal, other than like in podcasts like this or spaces like that. And so whenever I'm called up and people ask me, especially new people, whether like, I've just met, so people I've just met in the space of doing this job, bro. Right? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh Paul, we love it if you could, you know, just say a few words. It's like okay and you know if that's you know something you're not comfortable with i can definitely support you like bro (laughs) relax (laughs) relax (laughs) so doing this whole there's this whole launch event and the metro mayor spoke another like academic who's like really well established has done ted talk she spoke and then i had the final speech Mm. of the night and i just woke up there i'm me like you Mm. know me you can picture i woke up there no notes Mm. just stood at the podium and just freestyle. They gave me 15 minutes. Straight away, yeah. I said, I'm not even going to speak to you guys for 15 minutes. At max, mm. I'll hit 10. Max, mm. I'll hit 10. I, I really just have a short message to say. 
boom, 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 get through my points. Can't remember what I said because, again, I just freestyled it off the dome. Mm-hmm. Get to the end of it. My goodness, Paul, that was so amazing. Your words just so, <laughs> so fascinating. Oh, my goodness. And you did that with no notes? How did you do that? I'm like, my brother in Christ, bro. Let me talk to you about GCSE drama. Fam. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how many times I stood up on that stage? Bam. <laughs> Man, there's something about it, bro. I don't know what it is that St. Paul's drama had in their juice, but the way it prepares you to give those speeches, I'll never forget in um in sixth form when um end of the year came now, and they're like, okay, yeah. Um, you guys were one of our like successful young enterprise groups. We want you guys to give our speech, uh, give a speech at the end of the at the end of the year, right? Because what so Henry Floyd does is they'll invite all the students, all the parents of the students, and then I don't know who the extra people are, but but basically they're fitting up like a whole auditorium, like massive, massive, massive auditorium type thing, and um, they want us to come and give our young enterprise speech, and it was so funny because like. The group that we had usually, like, we all used to give them presentations in front of maybe 10, 15, 20 people. This time it was in front of, like, easily... It was in front of a whole school, basically, and their parents. And I don't know. I feel like, for me, I was like, oh, yeah, just calm. Like, okay, cool. There's no... It's bigger than I'm usually used to, but I've done big crowds before. Easy. So when they were telling me, okay, make sure the mic is this far, do this, don't make sure... Make sure that your mic doesn't get too close or too far, because then it's going to be blah, blah, blah. I was hearing it, I was like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Everyone know. I think they were just panicking when they were seeing how many seats there were. <laughs> Afterwards, it was like, oh, Matt Raheem, you should go into public speaking. I was like, no, thank you, no thanks. Well, yeah, I'm, really, yeah <laughs> I'm always just like, it always just makes me laugh because it happens so often. And mm. it's obviously with me because like, you know, what I do and I'm blessed, I get put into different spaces a lot of the time to speak in public. And it's always to new audiences. I'm always just like, Oh, you guys actually don't like this is actually a shock to you that I could do yeah. this. Like, because mm. now, now, for example, they will know mm. if, we, if Paul's ever gonna, they know what to expect now. Yeah. But now, like, they didn't. And so it works back. Like, there were people who saw me on that BBC interview who were like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I didn't know he had that in him. I was like, what? <laughs> you didn't? <laughs> like, he hadn't done anything outside of his bag. So, like, this is literally all I do. <laughs> what do you no. mean? The only way that interview would have shocked me is if we went on and started rapping. Now, like, like fam, <laughs> oh, bro, that's even it, fam. The mayor who spoke first, yeah, yeah. must have challenged me, bro. So he's speaking mm. in a speech, and he must have said something like, "and um, and I remember, blah blah blah." He was talking, and he's just like, "Oh, and there's one, you know, songstress told me once, I do, I too believe that the children are the future." I was like, "Huh, <laughs> yo, boy, I like, huh? you is that a fucking challenge?" <laughs> And then he finished and he got to the end and he was like, um, and as another famous Liverpudlian once said, some say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I said, that's two? Are you challenging me? <laughs> and then like the woman who was organizing it, who's a colleague of mine, she was like, she was coming up to me right before my speech. She was like, have you got any musical references in your speech? I was like, I can if you want to. What would you mean? Was that a challenge again? So I got, got there. I was like, you know, I said to them, look, a lot of you, some of you in the room know me, all right? Mm. Some of you don't. Let me tell you one thing you don't know You don't know about me. I'm mm. a music nerd, yeah? Mm. I'm a geek. Mm. So when so when Steve, yeah, started <laughs> mentioning his quotes, that that's a personal challenge. So he got two in. Let me bring in three. Uh, straight off the dome, I was just like, look, in the course of my speech today, 
I may mm. ask you to look at the man in the mirror. Man. <laughs> I may challenge you, but even in challenging you, mm. I want you, I'm tell, I want, I'm warning you, don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Man. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and as we look back mm. on where we've come from, mm. I want us to get to a space where we're not looking back in anger. You mm. see how I did that, bro? Mm. What I did all through, I was like, bro, had the room. I was like, don't ever, don't ever. <laughs> Do you know who you're... Fam. Yo, fam, that's an interesting point, though, Paul. Because mm-hmm. obviously, like, we're similar in that aspect where um, we walk into rooms and we don't necessarily talk to everyone in the room. And we don't necessarily... We don't necessarily catch everyone up on what's going on in our lives when we walk into rooms because it's very easy for us to just be in our own space. Do you ever catch yourself telling people about this podcast? It comes up a lot. Like, I'm I'm forced to at times. Mm-hmm. I try not to, especially in work settings because we're very explicit on this podcast and mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like mixing those two things. But it comes up a lot just because, like, my fucking headshot is me with this microphone in front of me. Do you know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. it just comes out. So people are like, oh, do you do a podcast? I'm like, yeah, I do too. Like, I do too. They're like, oh, what do you do? I'll have one about human rights. I always lead with that one because I want yeah. them to focus on that. And I just mm-hmm. said, and then me and my friend have one about music. But obviously, because I haven't done human rights one in a while, it's always where people are always like, oh, yeah, I'll listen. And some people do. Like, some people mm-hmm. genuinely do take it up. And then they, like, come back to me, like, a week or so later. I was like, oh, I listened to a podcast. I love what you guys said about this. I was like, bro, don't ever... Don't do that. Just listen to it in peace and leave me alone. I don't, I don't like being perceived. Like, don't do that. I hate that so much. So sometimes I, I genuinely like, I try to keep it away from like workspaces. Mm-hmm. Just again, because it's like, it's a completely, I don't necessarily want like my work colleagues coming on here. And the first thing they hear me say is, you know, we major, you know, official this thing murderers. I'm like, hey, come on now. Let's, <laughs> we're not that. Yeah. But yeah, I do. I'm, I'm, I am. If people ask about it, which they do, because like I said, they see the microphone, I'll let them know. Yeah. Mm. You? I don't like, I've told maybe a few people. Yeah. The people who I told at the beginning are realistically like the people who know, the people who know me well know. But outside of that, I don't know. I think um, it's a weird one. It's either that, okay, cool, we're cool. But I don't want you to listen to the podcast. I yeah. don't want you to see the real me. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, I don't want you to listen to the podcast because I don't even want you to know that I do a podcast yeah. because there's a stigma around podcasters right Devour, now. For real. For um, real. That, someone dropped a video on the internet the other day. On the internet, look at me. Am I 50? On Twitter the other day where they're like, oh, male podcasters be like, and they were taking the mic. And it was very funny. Yeah. It was very, very funny. I laughed. I retweeted it it really made me laugh about they go spot on right obviously it doesn't include it doesn't include us because we don't podcast like that mm-hmm. but it's like the other day like there was someone else someone i'm talking to now yeah and we're just talking 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 and she was obviously we recorded recording finished and then i went back to going to message her in it i was like oh okay um yeah cool what, what were you just doing blah blah, blah. like just catching up I was like, oh, you know, I just I have to go pick up someone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the car. <laughs> and I started saying, yeah, I do podcasts, but 
That's what I mean. Plus, we like we don't we don't dip into our misogynistic. That's what that's what I mean. I'm like, yeah, I, I do a podcast, and immediately they get that perception. But I'm like, but it's not like that. But I don't want you to listen to it, so you know I'm not like that. But if you listen to it, you'll know it's not like that. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's that weird cycle. It, I don't know. But I mean, I'm with you. Like, I 100. I mean, you know this. I 100% support the defund the blackmail podcast industry. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% behind it. Whatever petition you want me to sign, whatever march you want me to go to, because it's enough now. Yeah. It's enough. It's ridiculous. Mm. All right, we need to stop this. For real. Like, I, again, I didn't buy this microphone. Mm. Right? So I know for the fact that the CIA just be planting microphones in niggas' houses. Yep. Yep. And trying to... Try, I, I know the work of Reed Thompson when I see it, or Teddy. <laughs> Damn, you're telling me Canva is only 10.99? Bruv, fam. Okay. Okay. Like, do you know what I'm saying? I, 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 I see the plot. I see it all. <laughs> <laughs> but like, even with that i'm just like yeah it's a weird one like i'll tell people I'll, i will never hide it like if someone asked me about it like i remember when my old old job mm. like i used to have our um logo like one of those spotify promo cards i had it as my laptop background at work on my work laptop yeah i remember I, I opened it with one of my colleagues and she just peered over and she was like she didn't even read it properly she just saw stubborn nigerians she was like what's stubborn nigerians and i was like mm. and this is maybe i'm a month or two a month or six weeks since the job I'm like, oh shit <laughs> god now they're gonna know i have a personality and oh mm. and i have mm. hobbies outside of work you're not allowed to know about my hobbies outside of work yeah, yeah. <laughs> fam you know them ones with, uh, do you have any plans for the weekend oh uh, just sleep nah just sleep mate just sleep, just sleep. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile i'm up early podcasting on a saturday then i'm up early editing on the sunday like what do you mean i'm, I'm trying to schedule my time man <laughs> <laughs> and it's always and because you do a music one as well and we, we will start the podcast in a second but because mm. we do a music one as well it's always just that like then people want to have conversations with you about music I'm like, bro please i don't like um, oh. it's not even the worst ones or the ones where people will try and have a conversation you conversation with you about music and they don't know you have a music podcast yeah so it's like they're saying something that's just blatantly wrong mm-hmm and I've, I've tried to correct them. I'm like, oh no, I think that's from this album. I'm like, no, no, it's from this one. It's like, no, it's not. Right. <laughs> you got well, it. Oh, maybe. maybe. You, you, you got it. Yeah, you got it. You got it. But I try. Like, I try my hardest not to get involved. And then sometimes mm. people force me to be involved. Like, with this recent Beyonce discourse. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you've been. <laughs> You've been the worst, by the way. How many people? No, I really to count how many DMs I had to answer and say it's not me. <laughs> hey, it's not me either. It's not me either. Let's let's clear that out right now. Those aren't my tickets. Those aren't Renew's tickets. All right. There was a random Twitter user five thousand. I saved the picture. I posted our story because I wanted to see who who would be happy for us. <laughs> None of you are happy. None of them are happy for us. Do you know how crazy that is? The people I consider family. family. <laughs> We're pissed. Yeah, people say how? How oh, are you? <laughs> what do you mean how me? Are you telling me I'm not capable of getting tickets on O2. I have O2 priority too, you know. What do you mean? <laughs> oh my day that I couldn't ban the way Beyonce fans showed out. Man said over eight hundred percent. They had eight hundred percent more people signed up than they have tickets available. Man, man. 
That is ridiculous. I do want to touch on something because you were having this conversation with Ramara in our DMs around that when Ramara thought we had tickets. And again, look mm. at that, hating. Morally hating. visuals. Hating. hating. One of our biggest supporters. Our hating. biggest supporters hating because we had tickets. <laughs> we didn't even have tickets. <laughs> yeah. But um, you're having that conversation where you're like, you know, you, you don't want to go see her on this tour. You don't want to see her tour this album, blah, blah, blah. And you were like, you know, you don't envision it. You don't foresee this being the last tour because you don't envision this being the last Beyonce album. I think mm-hmm. you're missing the boat though, because this could mm-hmm. be her last tour, at least the last world tour, because like she is getting older. She is a mother mm-hmm. of what, three? Three. Three. Like there's not going to be many more times left where she'll want to get in shape, like choreo, and then go out. Because like, I think she's only doing like 40 dates on this tour. It's not really that many dates in total. But like the schedule mm. is grueling. To go across the world, which you will have to do. Leaving the kids at home. If they come with you. Having kids with you on the road. Like it's grueling. Like for example, like Hove hasn't done a solo world tour since like 2010. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like he did the Watch the Throne tour in 2011. He did... um the on the run tour with Beyonce, but obviously that's not a solo. Yeah, he did a tour for four forty four. There was only US states. He didn't leave yeah. the states, mm-hmm. and that's it. Like, so we haven't had a solo Jay Z tour since like two thousand and ten. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And so that's not like, and we've had more Jay Z albums. I expect that we will have another Jay Z album. I mm-hmm. think this year, to be honest with you, I don't know why I'm just reading the tea leaves, but I think we'll have another Jay Z album at some point. I don't necessarily expect, for example, that Jay-Z is going on tour. So this may be, I hope not, because mm-hmm. she is one of, if not the, I mean, I've seen Kanye West twice, but she mm-hmm. is, if not the greatest performer of her generation, one of them. I hope not. But this may be the one. This might be the last one. And with, obviously, we have our own perceptions of that Renaissance album. Mm-hmm. But the love that that album got from its circles, mm-hmm. might actually dictate that, you know what, tour-wise, because it's a good, it'll be a good tour album, I can go out on a high with this one. Mm, possibly. Possibly. I don't think that's impossible. What I will say is, even if, like, say, Beyonce, I don't see another Beyonce dropping another album in the next two years. Is yeah. that, that's yeah. not a hot take. Mm. Cool. Um, if she does drop another album and say she doesn't even do a world tour, I think in two years' time, just the way life is going now, I don't think it's a hot take to say it wouldn't be a stretch for me to say, okay, cool. If that's if I'm looking at that as um, possibly Beyonce's last ever tour of any sort, or that's a retirement album, whatever, I don't think it'll be tough to say, all right, let me go to America okay. if the album is worth it. If the album was worth it. Um, but one thing I don't want to do, and I think it was drawn into me from our first experience going to wireless. Foxes. Foxes. Sitting through Foxes, sitting through music that I was not a fan of, was not fun. It wasn't fun. Even I've done other concerts where I wasn't necessarily a fan, but I know the songs. Like when I went to go to Drake's um, Views concert, there's a lot of songs there that I'm not, I don't like the most, but I cool. I do know, like, why, why you always fight with me and cheesecake? You know, I like to go there, like, yo, oh. well, I could, I could shout these lyrics out. I can, no I ways. Can, I can, oh, yeah. purpose. <laughs> I can vibe, I can vibe out to it, even though I'm not 
the biggest fan of it. I can still vibe out to it. Yeah. Foxes, it was hard for me to vibe out to. If I go to Beyonce concert, the same way I couldn't get through the album when she said drop it like a 30, I'm not going to be able to do that in the concert. It's going to, I'm going to look around and say, oh, so you guys are really messing with this. And I'm not going <laughs> to understand it. I'm not going to understand it. Now, the people who it works for, yo, have the time of your life. Cause that's you will Beyonce. do, man. It's going to be fun. Fam, that's Beyonce. Like, she's going to go, she's going to show out. Bro, I would obviously I'm the same. Like I've I've said to you, I've said it like that album for me, I've listened to it multiple times now. And there are three genuine, in my opinion, bona fide Beyonce Hall of Fame tracks on that album. Mm. In Cuff It, yep. um, Break My Soul, and Alien Superstar. Every time I hear those three songs, I actually think these are three of the best songs I've ever heard Beyonce create. The rest of that album for me mm-hmm. is subpar mm. Beyonce. I now I was never in contention for getting tickets. I never even mm-hmm. looked at it. I never thought about it. I've said it before. I didn't go to get tickets on the, on the run tour because with all due respect to her, I don't want to stand through as much Beyonce as I would have to stand through just to get two minutes of Jay-Z. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not, mm-hmm. the trade-off isn't worth it. Mm-hmm. But I was looking at this and I was like, man, watching Alien Superstar be performed live mm-hmm. would be mad. The vibration in that room when Cuff It plays, yeah, crazy, crazy. You would have to find you would have to find a wife, husband, or significant <laughs> other. Like you have to. Yo, the song says, be- "I feel like falling in love." That's the first line, man, of one of the best songs. <laughs> and then when it gets to the end and the beat cuts out, and she's just singing, "Yeah, you, you see, start." No, that's it. That's it. I'm yeah. like, I'm actually get married right there and then. <laughs> Fam, it'll be it'll be crazy just because of the bar that Beyonce set for herself is so high like that homecoming that homecoming concert that she did at Coachella is still till this day probably one of the best live performances I've seen executed not in person obviously unfortunately mm-hmm. but just watching that movie back and just seeing like man everything that she did in prep like everything all the decisions that were made to perform each song that live band the dancers and everything yeah Bro, she, had the band, she had the band swag surfing on that stage. Bam! Every, there was no one out of step at any given moment. It was perfection. Like, it's one of those. After that, I was like, I still don't have her as a top performer of all time because I watched Michael Jackson stand absolutely still for two minutes. Ten minutes. I was <laughs> two. It was ten minutes. It was two, no, sorry, you're right. He stood still for two minutes. Bro. Then he took off his glasses and stood still for another eight. Yeah. <laughs> People were passing out. That didn't say a word. No one could handle it. They said, this is too much. This is overwhelming. <laughs> so, yeah, Michael Jackson still has it for me. But Beyonce is in that conversation of performing, man. Like, she is one of the best of her generation, if not the best of her personal generation. Can't wait for the documentary. That's where I'll catch up. No, nah, I'm not watching that documentary. Yeah, you are. You, I'm not you, watching that one. You that has Homecoming on your on your favourites on Netflix. You know, sure. Homecoming was forced upon me. I want I'm to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Homecoming was <laughs> I was trying to do my dissertation. We were like, let's watch Homecoming. To our American listeners, man, happy Black History Month. Yes, sir. Happy Black History Month. And what a way to kick off Black History Month, man. We get the news that Bad Boys 4 is coming. Come on, man. Rush Hour 4 is coming. Come on, man. It's crazy. It's going up. To our people in the UK, happy LGBTQ plus month. Mm. Show love to the LGBTQ plus community in your life. Yes, sir. Shout out to the um, black, black folk. 
um, that sit in that intersectionality of also being LGBTQ+. We appreciate y'all. Shout out to all the LGBTQ plus artists that be making some amazing music yes, um, out there. We love and appreciate y'all. Speaking of it being Black History Month, man, there was a tweet that went around this week in celebration of the season. Mm. It said, hey, yo, it's Black History Month. Let's shout out our favorite 2000s R&B songs and moments and, and figures. And, um, you know, we thought we shared some love. You know, we thought we joined the trend. Mm. Thought, thought we joined the cause. Um, yeah. First things first, man. Let's, you know, pay homage to the fact that there are some big, big tracks that are turning 20 this year. Yeah, massive tracks. Like something along the, I mean, we were just speaking about her, Crazy in Love mm. by Beyonce is turning wow. 20 this year. Wow. Wow. Fucking hell, we're old, bro. I remember when that came out and it caused a ripple. An earthquake, a tsunami. (laughs) Wow. Worst turn 20, man. Hey, 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 Hmm. y'all. No way that 20 years old this year. Hey, y'all, it's turning 20 years old this year. That's crazy. That's crazy. This year, the whole album Speaker Box Love Below by Outcast will be turning 20 this year. Um, we pay homage to that, but yeah. So shout out to those. Um, but yeah, so a little tr- a little thread went round on the TL, um, celebrating you know favorite R and B and hip hop hits of the two thousands, which was a, a, I said it before. You know, we always talk about you know old school R and B and people in our generation always say like you know nineties R and B, and I always say you man really mean two thousands R and B. Yep. But <laughs> because you were so young, you conflate it with being nineties. Yep. There was two thousands is what you're talking about because that's how people be like. Oh man, I want a nineties RB theme party, but then they want to come as Cameron in the pink. Yeah, it doesn't I was make like, sense. bro, that's 03. That's 03. <laughs> You're lucky I'm not mediating. <laughs> like that's <laughs> disqualified. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I want a 2000s RB. I want a 90s RB theme. So I'm gonna come as Jay-Z in the big pimpin' video. Like that's 01. <laughs> but um yeah, let's talk about these hits, man. Mm. Let's talk about these hits. What are some of your favorite 2000s RB hits? Man, it's funny because when I saw that tweet, I almost tweeted it, but then I was like, ah, let me save it for the podcast. The first one that came to mind, fam, if there's one artist from the 2000s that I understand why we stopped hearing from him. But at the same time, when we heard from him, he had the world in a chokehold. Chingy. I knew like, I knew yeah. you were going to Chingy as well. That's so you. crazy. Oh, that nigga had the world in a chokehold. I like the way you right there, right? Right. There. Yep, bro. <laughs> I'll never forget, like, um, when we did the video shoot with Romaro for Rimsy, <laughs> I remember I was in control of the music, innit? And I was, there was just so much pressure because there were like 50 men in the room and I was looking around like, okay, I have to do something that everyone here can appreciate. But obviously, I'm looking at one side of the room. I'm like, oh, these guys look like they might enjoy some R&B vibes. I'm looking at the other side of the room. Oh, that nigga's just fresh out of jail. I don't know about that guy, but he looks like he may be. Cool. Where can I... What happy medium can I find here? And I was struggling. And people could see that I was struggling to find that happy medium. And I remember at one point, someone came up to me and said, oh, you should play some Chingy. And I remember thinking, everyone in this room's against me. (laughs) (laughs) No one wants to see me shine. <laughs> and that's what the real issue is. I felt like it was me against the world. 
in that moment. Now later, I realized he meant Fredo Chinky. Yeah, so completely different, <laughs> different, different vibe. <laughs> but in that moment, I thought, "Wow, I'm alone." But if it was just me, yes, Chinky <laughs> all day. I don't mind. But in this room, hell, you're you're insane. <laughs> no, I fuck with that, man. I fuck with that. Um, me, I always say, for me, the beginning and ending of any 2000s music discourse. It starts mm. and ends with the emancipation of Mimi. Man, man, the whole album? Yep. The whole album. Yep. It's like that. Oof. We belong together. Mm. Shake it off. Man. Mine again. Oof. Say something. Stay the night. Can I get your number, baby? Mm. One and only. Circles. Wow. Your girl. I wish wow. you knew. Wow. To the floor. Wow. Joyride. Wow. Fly like a bird. Yo, Jermaine Dupree needs his accolades. He, he needs every Thank single you. one of them. Every day. Every, every single day, day. We should be saying, yo, Jermaine Dupree, thank you. Thank you. Because what is that? Flipping hell, man. I mean, <laughs> can I get your number, baby? baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's fair enough, man. That's fair enough. That's it. That's, oh man, the two thousand. That's that's the real golden era. That's the real golden era, man. From o three to o six, crazy. Like we get confessions. You mm. get unpredictable by Jamie Fox. Yeah, emancipation mm-hmm. of Mimi. Yeah, get um Beyonce's debut album, Dangerously in Love. You get um John Legend get lifted. Wow, it's T-Pain just ridiculous. Was popping off. T Pain flipping hell, flipping hell, man. What a time. See, Payne Teddy pen her ass down. Oof. Flipping hell, bruv. And, and, and you got that nigga that said, tell me, fellas, have you seen her? Huh. It was about, <laughs> it was five, about minutes five minutes ago, ago. That I met the best chick that young that young and ever seen. seen before. I said, yo. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy how time just stays to certain things. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, if someone spins me like that, I'm saying, yo, yo. I, I can't help it. <laughs> and then a couple years later, that nigga would still say, it's like I waited my whole life. Man. But it's one night. It's, it's going to be me, you, on the and... dance floor. Oh, my God. Because we only got one night. <laughs> double your pleasure, double your fun. Oh, my God. does forever. Ever, ever. Just and years, ever. Just years removed from saying they keep coming from wall. To the wall. Oh my god. I hear nothing but the ladies calling. That, that in itself was a year removed from saying she was that lovey dovey. Oh my that god. Kiss, kiss. kiss. Yo, T is such a bastard. T Pay's not an absolute song with like that guy called in and said, Yo, my girl is cheating on me. I don't know what to do. Like, I got just what you I got you just what you need. <laughs> The same two pain that said, I could put you in the mansion. Mm. All the oh way in Wisconsin. God. Wow. Yo, it... <sighs> on, a track, on a track with the same little Wayne mm. that said, we 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 Like a cop car. <laughs> with the same Bobby Valentino who says, slow down. Oh my God, I just want to get to know you. But don't turn around. Oh my god, because that little thing is good to me. The same Bobby Valentino who said, "Can I, Miss Anonymous? What's your name? Anonymous? Where you at? Anonymous? Anonymous? <laughs> Yo, 
He said the blueprint, but how I want to move. <laughs> Don't answer his question. Not to mention that in this same era, I'm still mm. in the same same Man. five year stretch mm. in the exact same era. Mm-hmm. Nelly Furtado was talking about promiscuous girl. Oh my god, you're teasing me, girl. You're teasing me. You know what I want, and you've got, you got what, what I, I need. need. Promiscuous boy, let's get to the point. Man. The same Timberland who was with Justin Timberlake when he brought sexy back. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yo, I'm bringing sexy back. He's like, yup. 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 That's what we do. That's what we do. That's facts. facts. (laughs) Get over it. And then none of that. None of that. Have I mentioned mm-hmm. the fact that there was a nigga who was just so sick of love songs? Oh my god. He was so, so tired of tears. So and he was very double wishing that she was still here. My god. He had to change his answering machine. Now that he could bro, it doesn't make sense that we can't come to the phone. Bam. Yo, oh my god, what was Neil on? Neil's opening to his career was crazy. It was ridiculous, bro. He but that's bursting onto the scene. Bursting onto the scenes. Was, let me even see what was on that album. Because that album starts Please. off with Stay. Oh my God. Let me get this right. So sick. Yep. When You're Mad. Oh my Mirror God. is on that album. My God. Sexy Love is on that album. Sexy Love. Wow. Wow. And in this same stretch, Mario asked if you could just let him love you. Man, Mario had Mario arguably had the biggest song in that whole record. <laughs> Mario came on and said, Yo, you should let me love you with graffiti on the wall. Do you know how bad I want a graffiti on my wall? Yo, bro, the same Mario who, who asked, How do I breathe? Oh my god, without you here by my side? And the then Mario say, said, Just just a friend? Fucking hell, bro. Well, was it? He's rigged, he rigged it. <laughs> Yo, the 2000s, undefeated. 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 Talk about golden era, man. Really? I didn't even mention Omarion. There's so many names we missed. There's so many out. names we missed. We didn't mention... I don't... I, I don't care. No, 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 Bro, no. the kids weren't there when Sierra was having to defeat the... Uh, she was a man <laughs> allegations. The kids weren't around. And then she <laughs> dropped like a boy? Yeah, Sierra dropped like a boy. I said, maybe you guys are on something, maybe man. Maybe you're on something. Is man, this, they, she trying to tell us something? They'll never understand that people said, if you play this song backwards, you can hear them devil worshipping. And I had no way to Bruh, confirm it. None. I no, but I had no way to disprove it. <laughs> I couldn't argue. I said, okay, maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I think you're lying. But flip here now, man. <laughs> 2000 was a special, special period, man. 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 <laughs> Soldier Boy came out with a dance and the Stop whole it. world's on fire. Stop it. Stop it. Don't even get me started. Because <laughs> that nigga said 678999821. Oh, two. my God. Oh, my God. And again, right. as I mentioned on a previous podcast, mm. at no point during this did we mention the American dream. Man. And Man. that's really the problem with the kids of today is that they just don't know about the American dream. They, they don't, don't know that they don't know that he was walk- that she had him walking on the moon. Fam. That she that he said, We'll drop five, I'll drop five stacks on the makeup bag. Oh my god. 
it's outrageous that the kids don't know the dream. It's actually Bro, it's, outrageous. It's actually it's disgusting. It's so upsetting. It's so upsetting. You don't know about the dream? And we're doing a terrible job as the older Bro, generation of making sure awful. that his legacy lives on. Awful, awful, awful job. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's really, that's why I'm disappointed as in us as a people. No, that's facts. That's facts. Because we're too busy. We're way too, too busy. Too busy to focus on Uzi versus the world. Crazy. 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 Because you think the kids are going to let them forget about um, Lil Pump? They're going to make sure history books remember Lil Pump. Bro, Double XL is trying hard to keep <laughs> reminding me about that Lil Pump. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Alright, we need to move on. We can't stay. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> we can't stay here. I want to play a game. What game do you want to play, Paul? I want to play a game. So before we started the podcast, mm. I asked you to pick five artists that um, I am a fan of. Mm-hmm. And simultaneously, I picked five artists that you are a fan of. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yep. Now, you have no reason or no knowledge of why I asked you to do that, correct? Absolutely none. Great. So this past week, I was driving... Mm-hmm. I was driving Miss Daisy and I was listening to um, J. Cole okay. as I typically do I was listening mm-hmm. to the album Born Sinner mm. and the song Chaining Day came on yep now Great full song. okay full disclosure I hate that song <laughs> It's a great song, but okay. <laughs> Full disclosure. It's a good song. I hate that song. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it reminded me that we give a lot of love on this podcast. So I said, it's time for us to get our hatred back. So you have five artists here. I have five artists here for you. Mm-hmm. You have five artists there for me. Yeah. And we are going to go through these five artists and pick their worst album cut song. Okay. That's okay. All right. So, what am I going through the ones that you picked for me, or am I going through the ones that I picked for you? You're picking. So, you, I've got five here for you. Okay. And you're going to tell me their worst song. And then I'll tell you the worst of the five that you've got for me. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I'm with it. I'm with it. All right. Yep. Now, none of this is to shit on these artists because we mm. love each of these artists. Mm. That's why we picked them. It's just to show that no what nobody's perfect. Mm. Nobody's perfect, hey. <laughs> but you're perfect for me. Mm. <laughs> Jake Cole, he was in his bag on that one. Oh my man, goodness. Man. Wow. <laughs> wow. I didn't think he'd be able to get better than that song. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, how do we want to do this? We want to do one ping pong it? Uh yeah, let's ping pong it. Ping pong it. Who yeah, you start? Um I can do, yeah. Okay, so the first artist for you is, and he recently dropped an album, so you've got some choice to pick from, Ab-Soul. Ab-Soul. Mm. Herbert mm. Anthony Stevens. Worst album cut song for you? I'd have to... Mm, no, let me not rush this. Let me not rush this. Take your time. Take your time. All right, this probably isn't his worst song. But I would go with Threatening Nature. Okay. By Absol of the album Do What Thou Wilt. Um, the reason I have it as his worst song, worst album cut song, is because I think it comes after possibly one of his very best songs as an artist, 
um, in Huey Nu Then, and it just it completely takes me out of the album. I always have to skip that song as to avoid being taken out of the experience of listening to that album, mm-hmm. um, which is a very it's an album I really like listening to. But that one song sometimes makes me feel like ah, do I even like this album? And I'm have to, I have to be reminded by the songs afterwards that yeah, no, I like this album. But that one song it drags me out of it. Okay. I'm not mad at that. All right, cool, 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 cool. Uh, first artist for you. Yeah. And I want you to pick a different one here. Uh, J. Cole. Oh, we've done this. Mr. Nice Watch. <laughs> we have done this. <laughs> bro, we've done this. I've commented. I've been like hit. Like, bro, mm-hmm. Complex must have done this like a while back where they were like, or it was below the hip hop. It was like, who for, drop your favorite artist, what song? And I said, Mr. Nice Watch. And the comments I got, it was like 50%. Mm. Yeah, that's facts. So 50%, bro, you trip it. That song's mm. good. I was like, it can be good. It's still his worst song. It's terrible. It's a bad song. <laughs> that it's, a so bad con- it's a bad concept. <laughs> the beat doesn't sound good. The fact that that is his and Jay-Z's only album cut song, like only J. Cole featuring Jay-Z album cut song. Obviously, they got Star is Born off um, Blueprint 3. The fact that's mm. the only one? Like, nah, this is... Mm-mm. <laughs> That song is so tough. I, I love that song. It's such a bummy song. <laughs> Every time I hear it, I'm like, Cole, what were you thinking? <laughs> yeah, I'll go there. Um, all right, next one up. I'm really interested to see what you got for this one. Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino. I think this is really hard because Childish doesn't make bad music. He doesn't. He doesn't. Um, Childish Gambino. Oof. Savage Gambino has one heck of a discography. Um, I would probably go with... If it was wrong to say this, I'm going to go with California. It's wrong to say that. If it was wrong to say it. No, it feels wrong. It is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) The thing with California is that for me, it's probably it's one of the few Charles Gambino songs that he has in his entire discography. And I did go to camp, for those of you say, thinking that you should have gone further back. But camp was my first experience with Charles Gambino, and I, I remember every song on there very fondly. California is the only song where it's like, sometimes I'm like, man, I, this is a fantastic song. And sometimes it's like, mm, I don't need this. I don't need this. Coming off of Redbone, ah, I could do without it. Was it's you, a good song if you catch me in the right mood. Was you up on camp when it came out in 2011? No, no. Okay. I was... So I... My introduction to Charge Gambino was... It was... Um, why am I forgetting the name now? The one with 2005 on it. Because the internet. Because the internet. Because the internet came out. But then everyone around me was always like, oh yeah, Charge Gambino is so cold. Bonfire is his best song. Bonfire is his best song. So I was like, I need to find where this Bonfire song is because not on this album... And I went back to camp like shortly after listening to because of the internet, and hence I remember camp very fondly. Was Bonfire his best song? No, <laughs> <laughs> especially at that time when he had three thousand five out. Stop fucking. Right. <laughs> have some damn respect. Have you niggas have pink toes. Like what do you mean? <laughs> that niggas say rainbows. This sunshine. sunshine everywhere. <laughs> go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yep, okay. 
I'm not mad at that. I mean, I am mad at that, actually. I don't know why I just said I'm not mad at that. I'm definitely <laughs> mad at that, bro. Okay. I don't know where else you wanted me to go there, man. It was tough. The other that guys. Was a tough one. No. I don't know if that's true, but that's just the first thing that came to my head. And that's no. maybe just because I hate Charles. <laughs> but <laughs> no, as, soon as, no, as soon as I said Charles Cobby, no. I was like, yeah, the other guys are like, no, in fact, that's not. I need it with some. That was it. a great song. Yeah, to be fair, I'm bugging. I'm bugging. You're right. You're right. I'm tripping. My fault. All right, Paul, you ready? Yes, sir. Benny the Butcher. That's a good one. Mm. That is a good, good one. Oh, this is tough. Um, <laughs> all right, here comes the first question, though. What counts as an album for Benny? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. This is really tough. I'll tell you why it's tough before I give you an answer. Why? Because I'm instantly drawn to the plugs I met too. Because I think of his recent album since Tanner Talk 3, since I became a fan of Benny, so 2018. His mm-hmm. albums are released since then. I think that's comfortably his worst, personally. Okay. But because of how much I don't like the project, looking at these tracks right now, I actually can't remember half of these songs. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You know the ones where you have to like listen to a snippet to remind yourself. I would have to listen to a like. snippet. So because of that, I will forego something off that. I think the answer would probably be something off that, but I'll forego that and go to and I'll go to over the limit of the mm. burden of proof featuring Dom Kennedy. Wow. Wow. It's Why weak. that? It's weak. It's weak. I don't I don't know if I can agree with you on that one, but it's not for me to agree with you. So that's what I mean. But it's weak. I feel like I feel like, especially in that run, Benny was just a such a high peak. Like yeah. it was it was just such a such a high peak from Tanisaur 3, the plugs I met, what would Sheen Gun do? Then you get the burden of proof album, and that one just dips, man. What that song. Yeah. That's a crazy day. That might be one of my favorite songs of time. And I really don't like yeah, now I'm even thinking about I don't like that hook too tough, man. And the way it's yeah, I don't like that hook too tough either. Yeah, yeah, over the limit. But that was a tough one. Benny was a tough pick. I wasn't expecting that. Mm. Mm. Man, fair enough, man. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. You know, we're not doing the challenge because it's easy. It's not easy. (laughs) All right, let's make it real tough, man. Anderson Pack, let's go. Uh, Anderson Pack is a tough one. Now, Anderson Pack is a very tough one for me. Mm -hmm. I think there's a right answer here. You think there's a right answer? I do. It's very personal, but I think there's a right answer here. There just isn't one. I'll tell you that from now. Because I made it very clear on this podcast. Anderson Pack is my favorite artist in the world. I don't think he's done wrong. I don't think he will do wrong. That being said, fucking hell. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> What's his worst song? All right. Okay. I was immediately drawn. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. I love this song. Uh, okay, no, no, no. I don't love the. I don't love this song. Okay, which is why I'm saying it. Okay, I like this song though. 
But because I don't love it, and it's probably the only Anderson pack I can say, only Anderson pack song I can say that for, is going to be my answer here. Brothers Keeper is my answer. Wow. Off the album, Arsenal. Because it's the only one that I don't, it's the only Anderson pack song that comes on and I don't immediately get excited. You're genuinely bugging. But hey, man, that's your choice. What'd your answer have been? I got two. I had one straight away, and then I remembered there's another one that I absolutely hate. So the one I had straight away was Silicon Valley. I hate that song so much. I hate that song so much. It's so nonsense. Like it's so it's so unkeeping with that album, too. I hate that song so much. Like bugging out, bugging out. Major levels. And then the other one that just came to mind as I was flicking through the albums, left to right. This album should have ended on Cheers. It didn't need the other two. I don't know why he had it. And then left to right, it's just, it's so nonsense. And that's all. I expected you to say that. But funnily enough, left to right is one of my Of course it is. <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. Left to right, left, left to right. <laughs> I'm vibing the fuck out. And Silicon Valley, I think you're bugging. Oh, that answer you're carrying, you got to be shitting me. It's just when he starts... And we get deep for this with tips toes. Yeah, yeah. Can you just fuck me already? Shut the fuck up. No, like, get, get to the next song. It's cold. No. Like, yo, open your heart. It is is like Malibu is like a near perfect album. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the things that drags it down from being part. Like Malibu is such a unbelievable like the high, like the moments on Malibu is so unbelievable. Like mm-hmm. to start off with the birds. Yeah. as a song and then to only get better like without you with Rhapsody the track with Q even Dreamer at the end with Talib Kweli unbelievable like the highs on Malibu and as mm-hmm. that being the first Anderson Pack album that I listened to I'm like this nigga can literally do, like you say this nigga can literally do no wrong yeah other than that one song I'm like why the fuck is this it <laughs> that's to me funnily enough I think that's like it's not my favorite song off the album but that's probably that's one of the songs where if someone asked me, yo, point to like Anderson Pack in his bag bag, Silicon Valley is on my list. Nah, I can't. Silicon listen. Valley is on my list. Like, what? Open your heart. After Come Down as well. No, piss yeah. off, mate. No. Come Down is fantastic. Ooh. If you had Come Down, you never go. Oh, my goodness. Anyway. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, Miles for you, right? Yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a tough I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it won't be too tough because you've listened to him a lot, so you know your answer. We'll see. Isaiah Rashad. Mm. Mm. This is tough. It'll probably be from the garden. Mm. Off the house is burning. Mm. I wasn't immediately a fan of the Isaiah Rashad and Lil Uzi Vert combination mm-hmm. um, when I saw that on the track list. And I know I trust Isaiah Rashad enough as an artist to know that he could probably make it work. And it's fine, but it's just, it's not how I like to hear him. And in the context of the rest of that album and the messaging that he goes through, mm-hmm. I, I could m- very easily do without it. And obviously with it being album cuts, it was never going to be anything off the song's tirade because I absolutely love that album. It's one of my favorites of all time. And same with Sylvia Demo, to be perfectly honest with you. Mm. So it was really only ever going to be something off the house is burning. And yeah, from the garden, I think. Fair. Fair. 
That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, Sylvia Demo has been coming up a lot on my shuffle mm-hmm. recently, and I'm thankful for every single time it happens. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful project. No. All right. All right, so what, you done three? I've done three, yeah. All right, let's go on to number four. Give me two phone, baby king. Oof, fucking hell. <laughs> Talk about a set up. This is tough because what we have one album really. Yeah, really. This is one heck of an album. Um and it's funny because I know what song you would go for. That's one of my favorite songs off this album, though. So who who told you that? <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking in my head, you know. Um no, it's not that. <sighs> This damn near perfect album, man. I don't know what you want me to tell you here. Yeah, this is tough. Um, all right, I I'll go with first, first order of business. Okay. Um, not because it's a bad song by any metric. It's just the only part, the only part of the album that it's probably the only song from the album that I can't play by itself and listen and love. Every other song on this album, I have nothing but love your love for i can listen to this album over and over again and every single song i can play at any given moment and enjoy it thoroughly that's the only song where it's like ah maybe i wouldn't listen to it by itself mm-hmm. mm. okay mm. that was a tough one though that was a very very tough one mm. all right number four right yep I think this one might might be a bit easier for you. Janae Aiko. Why do you think that one be easier? Because, um, I don't know. I don't know. I thought Isaiah Rashad would be the toughest one for you. Okay. Janae, I just feel like there's so many Janae out. There's so much to pick from for Janae that finding one that you're not necessarily a big fan of should be easier. Especially given your takes on Chalumbo. The thing with Chalumbo, though, is it's not that I disliked Chalumbo. Mm -hmm. It's just that it wasn't good enough. Mm. Like, she should have done better. Oh, Trying to Smoke. Yeah, Trying to Smoke. I hate that song. Mm. (laughs) That song sums up everything. That that song sums up all (laughs) my problems I have with Chalumbo. Not that I didn't like Chalumbo. Oh, Trying to Smoke. (laughs) I forgot that song. That song sums up everything that they like. It's fine. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Be be a catchy little jingle as a single. Mm. This isn't the album I wanted for me, bro. You just broke up with Big Sean. Mm -hmm. You guys were couple goals. We're going to be together till 2088. Mm. You broke up. You then got back together. Mm-hmm. You gave me what is arguably your best written song in Triggered Freestyle. You yep. gave me none of your concern, which if you had gotten rid of the Big Sean verse, which was fucking stupid, it would have been another one of your best written songs. And mm-hmm. you had given me Pussy Fairy, sounding and looking like one of the most beautiful women on the planet. Mm-hmm. This album should have been fucking phenomenal. Yep. And then you wanted to talk about, I'm trying to smoke. I'm so high. I'm so high. Get out. Piss off. Yeah. On the same album, you give me lightning and thunder, 10k mm. hours. Oh my man. This album should have been amazing. And and, and one way street with <laughs> Abdash Soul. And somehow, and listen to listen to me. And mm. I'm angry because you got nominated for Grammy of the Year. 
Because now mm. this is going to be your standard because you think, oh, this might do it. No. Man. Mm. 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 Smoke. I should. Oh my goodness. <laughs> See, I knew it was gonna be easy. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was easy. I just have to remember what songs are out there for her, man. I forgot. <laughs> God, that was good. I need to get that right off. I hadn't. I hadn't. I hadn't chatted shit about Chobo in a minute. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> in time, man. <laughs> right, let's wrap this up for you. Number five is King Kendrick Lamar, aka Benz is to him just a car. Mm. Um, dead bodies in the hallway. Don't get involved. Listen, what the crystal ball say. Halle, Halle Barry, Barry, Halle, 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 back, back out, out do yeah, Um, I am gonna go worldwide steppers. Mm. The Kendrick. Um, you wasn't a fan of hearing how he fucked the white bitches in Copenhagen. No, no, I wasn't. That's an issue. It was fun the first time, and it's good storytelling, but it's not—it's not music. It's like it's music in like the loosest sense of the term music. You know, there's no, there's nothing about me that wants to sing along to this or rap mm-hmm. along to this. If this comes on in the car when I'm trying to search for energy, it's getting skipped because I don't really need this. If I'm listening to the whole album as an as a project, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll listen to it. I'll yeah. I'll enjoy it. But no, it's not. It's not the Kendrick that I know and love. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Worldwide Steppers, probably the only, the only Kendrick Lamar album cut that I skip regularly. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad skip. You go straight into Die Hard. Uh, fam, you go straight into like, oh yeah, this is the Kendrick I love. This is my favorite Kendrick. I hope it's not too late. To, but yeah, yeah, we're here. We're here now. But yeah, nah, it's not. It just isn't the Kendrick that I know and love. You know. Yeah, I thought you. I hear you. Mm-hmm. All right. So final artist for you, Paul. Yes, sir. Oh, this is gonna be it. Woof. Oof. <laughs> and I didn't even know what the challenge was, but this, this is not gonna be an easy one. I don't think. Vince Staples. Oh, that is a good one. <laughs> that is a very good one. <laughs> now, I think there's a right answer to this. There's answers I I would have. There's a right answer to this for you. Yeah. Let's go. Run the bands. Run the bands. Yeah, off FM. Yeah, yeah. Run the bands off FM. Harsh. Definitely. Why? I'm just looking at that album now, and it's just a downer from the songs I like on the album. Like, I love Don't Get Chipped, New Old Sweatshirt, which I love, which I'm going to talk about in a second, actually. And then you get Run the Bands, but I love Fun, I love No, love no Bleeding. Unless you want to give me interludes, and I can say Brand New Tiger. I I think both answers are wrong. <laughs> yeah, then Brand New Tiger. That's awful, too. Yeah. That's what I would have gone with Summertime. Off of summertime 06. No. I wouldn't. And I didn't. Mm. So no. Mm. Yeah. That was a tough one, man. Yeah. Oh, Vince Staples. <laughs> man, Vince Staples is not an easy artist. To, man, these artists are not easy artists to name bad songs from. At all. Which is a testament to them, by the way. Absolutely. I want to talk. I wasn't going to talk about this today, but because um 
we've mentioned three artists who fall into this category. I actually want to talk about a trend that really pisses me off. Um, not pisses me off, but you'll see where I get to. Grandeur Gears? Yeah. Scuffs my Tims. Scuffs my Tims. Um, songs that aren't songs within songs. Let me explain. Please do. There's an Absol song, which is mm. on a number of my playlists, right? Which I absolutely hate. But for the part where he puts a different song within the song. The song is just have fun off the album these days. Mm-hmm. I hate the bass of that song. Mm-hmm. But he gets to like the last two minutes of that song. We've had a full song mm-hmm. and he goes into a little skit where some white guy goes up and he says, I'm the white absol mm-hmm. and I want to be a rapper. And then a new song begins, Jeez, which... Baby. Is arguably my favorite Absol album thing ever. From Mm -hmm. that little these days chorus choir singing into his little 30 second verse Mm -hmm. is unreal. And I need that as a song, but he doesn't give it to me. Childish Gambino, Mm -hmm. one of my favorite Childish Gambino songs ever, is not a Childish Gambino song. It's right. a Lloyd song called mm-hmm. Oakland, which yep. happens to be a Childish Gambino song <laughs> called Telegraph Ave. And yep. I have wanted since 2013 for Lloyd to release a version of that Oakland song so mm-hmm. I can listen to it straight. <laughs> but it hasn't been done. Mm. And you see where Childish Gambino has put a song within a song. Yeah. J-Rock has done the same thing mm-hmm. with a Scissor song that he put in one of his songs where Scissor comes in and she says she is itching for a purpose kind of way to scratch the Flipping surface, around. dude. And it's beautiful. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it's not a song. It might be the best part of the album. Mm-hmm. Schoolboy Q has done it as well on mm-hmm. His and Her Fiend when yep. Scissor starts singing, can I show you the work? Flipping hell. And he puts a song there. And Vince Staples does it on FM, but he does it differently when he gives us new Earl Sweatshirt. And it's the mm-hmm. best I've had Earl Sweatshirt rap. And it's like, bro, can you just put out some fucking music just like this, please? <laughs> and it's a little trend, which is annoying me because I'm like, bro, just put out the songs. Mm. Mm. They won't do it. They won't because they don't like good things. <laughs> that is That would be a cheat code, though. Bro. To be, I remember... Logic did that. Yeah. But Logic actually released the song, which mm. one of my happiest moments. Um, when he was it live at Malibu on mm. Bobby Tarantino. And I remember mm. thinking, man, I need the full version of this. And they dropped the full version on everybody. It was like, wow, yeah, this is everything I wanted it to be. Even made sure that I was 12 minutes long because mm. I needed the full version. Yeah, that was crazy. But not enough artists to go back and do it. Sad. Mm. Mm. Do yeah, we... we're not in the day of remixes of the artists releasing their own version. No, that's a different, that's, an, that's another entirely different conversation, bro, that we're going to have at some point about best feature verses on best remix feature verses. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. especially listening to today's album of the week and listening to Snoop Dogg's verse on PIM. <laughs> album of the week? Album of the week. The year is 2003. The Wire has just completed its first season. The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, was number one in the box office. Halle Berry became the first black woman to win the Oscar for Best Actress. Petrol was 77.9 pence per litre. 
Nelly and Kelly Rowland had let us into their dilemma and Beyonce and Jay-Z had just told us how crazy in love they were. And it was on this backdrop that on the south side of Jamaica, Queens, Curtis Jackson was creating a project that would come to revolutionize the rap game. Get Rich or Die Trying by 50 Cent would cause an earthquake in the music scene like no other, receiving universal praise and acclaim for how raw, aggressive and thought-provoking the rapping was, selling over 800,000 copies each of its first two weeks and now ranking firmly in the top 10 of the highest selling hip-hop albums of all time. Get Rich or Die Trying on this, its 20th year anniversary, is the latest album to take on the two stunning Nigerian scale. Get Rich or Die Trying, an album by 50 Cent, um, released today as we are releasing this episode, February 6th, 2003, 20 years today. Um, it is 19 songs. It is an hour and 10 minutes. That's just a normal version. Obviously, there's deluxe with remixes. We ain't getting into all of that today. 20 years. Mm. 20 years. And that's why we've come to bring this album to the um, to the podcast today, to the Two Stomach Nigerian Scale. We thought with it being 20 years of such a momentous album, an album that's given us both such great joy provided such great content at different parts of this podcast journey as well we thought it's why not celebrate you know 20 years in existence by just going through this album with a fine tooth comb as we um like to do here on the two stomach nigerians podcast and it was really for me personally i don't know about you it was really exciting and really fun being able to like listen to this album again and also be able to listen to it with a critic's ear knowing that I was going to come up here and try and find different things to dissect. And obviously we've heard so many things about this album. We both have our own personal opinions about this album, about different songs. But now knowing that I was going to have to find ways to articulate those opinions on a pod, I'm really like it. I really like that opportunity. How did you find, you know, listening to this album with that context, not just because mm. you love the project? Mm. Um, it's funny. I struggled. I struggled to do so because this is an album that I've been personally living with for years now, for years, years. And it's hard. I've grown so accustomed to listening to it in one way that I almost can't hear it in any other way. It was tough for me to like sit down and say, no, I have to, I try and catch all the subtle stories I've been told and this and that. I just, it's one of those albums that for me, is just there for me to enjoy as an album. So it was a different type of challenge than I'm usually used to when it comes to listening to albums for the podcast. But man, any excuse to listen to Get Rich or Die Trying is something that I'm never complaining at. Never, ever complaining at, man. I've had a great week remembering why I love this album so much. I think the moment those bullet shells drop on that intro, yep. just know, I can only imagine what that would have been like in 2003 when you popped that in the car. Like. Damn. It's just at the moment those bullet shells drop, you just know you're in for something different. Man, putting the CD in the car, not knowing what what is going to play at all. Spinning the bass all the way up to 100 and just letting that, yeah. Flipping out. Flipping out. I described it in the intro as an earthquake of an album. It created an earthquake of a moment. I mean, the numbers bear that out. And I think, you know, when we look back on our childhood, for example, the amount of times you turn on MTV Bass or Kiss TV or Channel U and you're just seeing 
in the club. You know, I say oh, still, oh. still to this day. You know, you go to the club, that's mm-hmm. what gets played. Yep. On someone, someone's birthday, it's your birthday. You got yep. a party, like it's your birthday. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, we know the legacy and the longevity that this album has had. We know what it did for launching the career of 50 Cent, now Curtis Jackson, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Executive producer bag, Kanan, you know yep. what I'm saying? In, if, in case you watched Power. Um, so let's get into it. Let's get into it, man. I think let's start differently to how we normally start because mm-hmm. it's a different album to some of the ones that we've done in the past. Mm-hmm. Where both of us have a history with this album. Uh-huh. Where, what was your first memory of this album before we even get into everything else? Like, what was your journey with this album growing up? Yeah, well, having older siblings, I think I remember when this came out. Mm. I remember that period. I remember hearing it a lot on MTV, on the radio, um, seeing the videos, obviously. I remember the whole video rollouts. Like, I remember when In the Club came out. I remember when the PIMP video came out. I remember when the remix of PIMP came out. I remember when 21 Questions video came out. And I, I remember all of that. Like, so I remember Wankster. Mm. Like, vividly. Do you know what I'm saying? So I remember all of that from childhood. And it, like, and I'll get to this. I'll, I'll, I was going to get to this later. But, like, I remember at that time looking at, seeing 50 Cent everywhere. And like being cognizant of the fact, oh, clearly this is, well, he must just be the greatest of all time. Because like, <laughs> you can't plaster this guy everywhere. Mm. You know what I mean? To my like six year old brain or whatever, you're plastering this guy everywhere. I'm seeing all of his songs go huge. Everyone loves every single one of his songs. Mm. I mean, I'm a kid. I'm, I don't know what he's saying, but they're catchy. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. saying like, in the club is catchy. Twenty One Questions is catchy. Mm-hmm. Like, so at bare minimum, I'm enjoying them. And it's like, oh yeah, this. I'm I'm sure it's impossible for anyone to get better than this. Do you know what I mean? Because it's yeah. like he was projected in that. Like, he was shone in that light. So I remember that vividly. Then obviously, as I've grown older, I've done my own deep dives and my own explorations into the themes, into the history, into the background. It's like, oh, getting the context more. I'm like, oh shit it just provides a deeper level but yeah that was mm. me how about yourself mm. i think it's similar um i grew up with obviously a lot of it was playing on mtv bass all the time i'll get into the car there'll be different songs playing in the car i'll be singing in the club i'll be singing um pimp without knowing what a pimp was i just mm-hmm. like, hey <laughs> i know the letter p i know i i, I know m i, know I can p. spell <laughs> wow, i was just enjoying the music man i didn't know what i was singing or what i was rapping along to um it was relatively not too long ago actually where i actually sat down and said i know a lot of songs off of this album but i don't think i've ever really listened to this album i want to say like 2017 mm-hmm. 2018 Whereas I've never actually listened to the whole Get Rich or Die Try and I just know like everyone regards it highly and that is one of those albums where 50 made his mark but I've never listened to it. So I sat down and listened to it and thought, wow. Wow. Okay. Like it all of a sudden it made sense. It's like the first time listening to um, College Dropout where it's like, oh, it makes sense. It makes sense. Like, oh, this is why he like came out onto the scene and everyone was like, oh, yeah, no, don't mess with this guy. Like, he is one of them. It, everything just made sense. And ever since that day, 
of listening to that album, Get Rich or Die Trying, has been one of my personal favorite hip hop albums. One of them, anyway. I won't say the my favorite, but is up there when I think of yeah, albums that break everything. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Nah, I feel you. Um, so let's dive into it, man. Um, when we talk about themes, mm. thoughts. What 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 do you think Fifty was trying to convey on Get Richard? I try. What do I think Fifty was trying to convey? Man, I think it was really trying to get into introspective bag. Fifty yeah. um, came onto this album saying, "Hey, for those of you who don't know, I'm about that life. And if you don't know that I'm about that life, listen to song one to nineteen. Hey, I have a bonus track where I'm gonna give it to you, song twenty. And it's going to tell you even more about the fact that I'm about that life. Um, it's just that. It's that. It's, it's gangster rap. You know, it's one of those where, even though it's, we rarely use that phrase anymore, but this is, it's as gangster rap as you can get, I guess. Um, it's a whole album. He's just talking, he's, he's making it clear that there's a certain lifestyle that he's living. You either love it or you hate it. Like, there's no in between. That What are we doing here? Like, he says at one point, Yo, I'm not the role model for your children. I'm gonna teach them how to load up the hollows. It's like, yo, like there's we know what we're here for. The album cover is a glass with a bullet hole in there. Like we know what we're here for. <laughs> like, yeah, nah, it's a gangster rap album. It's a gangster rap album delivered excellently. I think it's it's summed up by the title, bro. Like he's mm. here to get rich or he will die trying. And I think. And this is what I mean with 50 Cent. And I say this about 50 Cent still today with some of the antics he does on social media. I'm like, my brother in Christ, when you have been shot nine times mm-hmm. and you live, <laughs> you don't fear death, bro. Like, yeah. there's, nothing, there's nothing this earth has for you that you're scared of. Do you know what I mean? And so for him, he gets that, like, sh- that is so clear on this project. Like, yo, this rap game shit. It's nothing to me. Mm. Like when he comes in there and he's like, I can go up against, if David can go against Goliath with a stone, I'm big enough to go against Hove and Nas both for the throne. Man. It's like, bro, this rap game, I've been shot at nine times and I'm still here. Man. Like one of my favorite bars on the album. Now it's clear that I'm here for a real reason. Because he got hit. hit Like I got got hit. hit. But he ain't fucking breathing. My God, many. (laughs) Like he's telling you, like, yo, like I am here for one mm. purpose i'm here to get my money yep or i'm going yep. to die trying because i don't fear the death i'm going to do whatever it need- i need to do to put mm. that paper in my pocket because i've been about that life and i'm not scared to go back into that life yep if it means i'm going to get my money mm. you know what i'm saying so it was it was so it's so and obviously you don't know you don't know that as a kid you know yeah. what i'm saying at six years old i didn't know this nigga got shot nine times mm. you know so i didn't know he was the boogeyman he just kept coming back I didn't know that <laughs> but knowing that that way I know that and then listening to the songs on this album and that's what adds that's what adds brevity to it there's no it's just like JT prior to that Uzi video there's no cap in her raps mm. <laughs> yo it's crazy because like listening to this album now there's a lot of stories that you hear and this album makes you believe those stories. Every single bit. And it's not even necessarily just the, oh, 50 got shot nine times, or 50 got into this shootout, or 50 was really terrorizing the streets. I believe all of those stories after listening yep. to this album. But I also believe the stories where I was saying, 
Jay Z came into the studio and told everyone, "You niggas gotta get ready because yeah. there's a nigga named Fifty and yeah. it's coming with the heat." Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a fucking fact. That like, there's no other way for you to approach having knowing that Fifty is coming. Yeah. There's no other way to approach no. it. I remember um, my brother sent me a video. Like we were like it was like December last December twenty twenty one when mm. we were in um, LA. And it was a video of Joe Budden podcast and they were talking about, and Joe Budden was talking about like, I'm still here. You know what I mean? Like these kids these days, they don't know about the pressure of what it means for me to still be like here and prominent in the game. Mm. It's like, let me show y'all what I had to deal with. And he played the wankster beat. <laughs> Just a beat. And he was like, yo, I had to go outside and rap versus this. And I'm still, y'all niggas want to talk about pressure, bro. I'm still here. Like, anyone who has still survived from that mm. time, do you know what this did in the streets? Man. I'm still here. And that was the point that Joe's making. And it's the exact, bro, it's the exact, like 50 said, like, yo, Jay had to go into those niggas had to go in those studios. Like, yo, I'm coming. Yep. I'm coming. And this was his album to let them know I'm here. You got to understand the bubble that was coming with 50 through the mixtapes too that got them to mm-hmm. this point. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So everyone already knew through yep. the tapes, oh shit, this guy might be onto something. And then the project drops, gets the inner scope interjections in the back with um, M and Dre, giving them the yep. cosign. Yep. And it was, it was bombs away. Different. It was Different. bombs away. Let's talk about the lyricism. All right. You gave me a challenge before we even started. Mm-hmm. You said, find the most evil bar. Yep. What's the bar that you found that you thought, wow, this just came out of a person's mouth, a human being, <laughs> not the devil himself? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want me to give mine? Yeah, give it, man. Mine is um, on the track Heat. Mm-hmm. And it's not what you think. Because mm. obviously heat, the hook of Heat is... Scary enough. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because he's very, he says very clearly, I do what I got to do. I don't care if I can get caught. The DA can play this motherfucking tape in court. I'll call I, you. I ain't playing. Hear what I'm that, saying. That, that I, mean, I ain't, ain't playing. Play. That I ain't playing is okay. It's not even <laughs> that that gets me. The one mm. that gets me every time is, and it's not bar, it's a scheme. So forgive me. But look, nigga, don't think you saved because you moved out the hood. <laughs> Because your mama's still around, dog. And that, <laughs> if you were smart, you'd be shook at me. Because I'll get tired of looking for you. Spray your mama crib and get your ass to come look for me. Yo! <laughs> That's so funny. We've come up with the exact same part. You have to. It's disgusting. It's <laughs> so scary. He said, yo, I'm tired of this, man. I'm, like, tired of find me. Shit, I'll find I'm tired of looking for you, bro. Spray up mama crib. Now come look for me. Oh, my God. But I said, that ain't no good. Like, like damn, your mom's still here? Oh, shucks. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Man, man. That's, <laughs> fam, there were so many bars from this song that you could, this whole song, by the way, he, it's crazy. Verse right? two, when he starts off, said, my heart bleeds for you, nigga. I can't wait to get to you. Behind that twinkle in your eyes, I can see. I can the- see the bitch in you. <laughs> Um, oh man my said, god, man said, I said, there'll be no white flags and no peace talks coming off a little duck saying they fucked the ops up so bad they had to cry a sit down. <laughs> I love this song, man. This song is crazy, and it's for him to do it on one of the hardest beats, it's ridiculous. 
is nuts. It's is nuts. nuts. Fam, like the lyricism throughout this entire album, because I don't want to just get caught on heat, throughout this entire album, it's just, it's crazy, because like, again, I've said it a few times now, he doesn't come on with intricate schemes where he's like, you have to really listen to catch what he's saying. No, he's going to say what he has to say straight up. There's no like missing what he's saying, <laughs> but <laughs> there's so much poignancy in what he's saying at the same time. It's just the pure, like, raw authenticity of what yeah. he's saying. Like, you believe every single bar. Like, Fair one enough. is the, his, like, actual delivery. Mm-hmm. Two is obviously knowing the person and the story behind it. So, you know, like, he has no reason to cap on what he's saying. And then again, it's just, like, what the overt nature and shit that he is describing. It's like when we talked about when we were doing fucking um, Shea Serrano's book. Mm-hmm. And it came up, and we and it came up. We were talking about yo, like, and he said, like, is that S on my chest? No, the people, I walk around like I got S on my chest. No, nah, it's a semi-automatic in my pocket and a vest on my chest because I know what I can do with the weapon. It's that authenticity. It, it just, it's so like jaw dropping. It's jaw exactly that. Bam, like when he says, yo, if you have a glass jaw, you should watch your mouth because I'll break your face. I believe him. Mm-hmm. I believe him. There's no doubt. Du- I'm like, oh, okay. Be careful what you say around 50. Yeah. Please. And I think there's something about that that's just like, you don't get that all the time, you know? It's not always, like there's a lot of rappers who will come out and they'll say they live a life. And I don't doubt that they do live that life. But it doesn't feel the same as when 50's coming out here and saying, this is how I'm living take it or leave it yeah <laughs> no other, just take it or leave it yeah <laughs> it's, it's it's different and again i, th- I mean you touched on it so we'll you know slide over there perfectly the production mm. that al- aligns with this the beats the the fact that the beats match that raw uh, that punch you in the face energy that the bars have mm-hmm. it provides a perfect like marriage between the two I think, you know, we have, when um, the t- when it was revealed that 50 was going to be, you know, at Wireless last year, for example, and he was going on yeah. tour, and a video went around and he was like, let me practice my 50 dance, and it was just a boom, boom, But The fact that you can do that to every <laughs> single song on this album, yep. Yep. in time, mm-hmm. tells you that there was such a cohesion to those beats and the sound that they were looking to create, mm. which is beautiful. Mm. But at the same time, it never feels mundane. Like, I always feel like there's something new in each beat. So, like, the beat to Many Men, for example, I love it. But it still does feel different to the beat to Patiently Waiting, which feels mm. different to the beat to Heat, which feels different to the beat to Don't Push Me. Like, it's, and then obviously you get In The Club and 21 Questions, P.I.M.P., which is completely different vibes and sounds because they're the singles. But still all fits perfectly to create this marriage between 50s authentic delivery and then the beat's supplementing that as well i think mm, mm. it's the benefit of having dre in the room dre in his prime bam like that's you're getting the cinematic nature of dre's production dre and eminem in the and room. yeah bro the cinematic nature of all the production throughout this album it cannot be um, it cannot be stated enough it cannot be like there is 
there's a level of cinematography that you can see. Like they they are painting images with the production alone, mm-hmm. alone. And some of the things that they do on this album is so creative. I think one of the reasons why I think he is one of my favorite songs off of this album, like the ability to say, let's cock a gun and let's make a beat from that. Yeah. And for it to be so hard. Like, who thinks of that? And of course it fits. Because look at the look at the manner and the tone and the the what's the word I'm thinking of? The topics discussed on the song heat. Oh, you need it can't be anything else. You can't discuss anything else on this and it fits. Every beat fits what it's going for. There's no there's no skips on this album for me. I think everything is sequenced perfectly. Perfect sequencing. Like you can't I can't perfect imagine how else you sequence this. Perfect sequencing, perfect placement of the hits in the club, PIMP, 21 questions, to break up. Yeah, rest of the album mm. and the content behind the rest of the album. Brilliant yep. sequencing. Brilliant yep. sequencing. It's crazy. I think this album is a bunch of excellent songs, sequence put together in a project perfectly, perfectly. And again, it's a benefit of having geniuses in the room. Mm-hmm. Geniuses in the room. There's a re- when you see that aftermath and shady records were were, were both on this. Yeah, mm. fair. Fair, fair, fair. Crazy. Well, you mentioned them. So let's go mm. on to the songs. Give me a top three. Top three songs of this album. Yeah. Hmm. It's a tough one between one and two. Number three, I would personally go with. Number three, I'll personally go with, and I knew I was going to get to this point and it would switch for me. I knew this was going to happen because it feels so, it feels disrespectful to put this song at three, Paul. I may never forgive myself because once I say it, I can't take it back. But I think Many Men is at number three for me. Okay. Um, One of my favorite all time songs, one of the greatest songs ever made. Many Men Wish Death Upon Me, Blood in My Eyes. Oh, yo. It is one of those songs that when it comes on is a spiritual feeling that comes over you. You suddenly feel like the ops are trying to kill you. The ops are outside the door and there's real pressure on me to make it out of the situation alive. Mm. That's how, what many men creates in terms of environment around me when that song plays. It is an excellent, excellent song. That being said, he is one of my favourite songs on this album. Um, it's really tough for me to put many songs above heat because it's just a great song in terms of production you have as i just said the gun cocking and shooting you have 50 just hey i'll kill you i ain't playing get what i'm saying homie i ain't playing if you get that then i'm gonna kill you bro the da can play this motherfucking tape in court i'll kill, like yo there's something about the poignancy of it like man man there's oh, it just creates that feeling again of yeah yeah, yeah. I'm living a life. It, it makes me feel like I'm living a life that I've never even come close to living. Mm-hmm. N- have no desire to want to live, but I feel like I'm in it when I when I listen to that song and it thrusts me into that life. My favorite song has always been my favorite song of this album. Is the highlight of this album for me every single time. Life's on the line is just 
a perfection in the song. Like even the way, the way it opens, nobody likes me, but that's okay. Because I'm a yo, everything about it. I let mm. my watch talk for me, my whip talk for me, my gap talk for me. Bow, what up, homie? The niggas want to know. Yeah, nah, that's it. That's it. You got me. That song is one of those songs that gets wheeled up every single time because it's hard in every single sense of the time. Fam, the beat goes crazy. The lyrics are crazy. Mm-hmm. Everything about it is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite song of the album, man. There's nothing. It's number one. Mm-hmm. It's saying something. When Many Men is number three, Many Men is most other people's number one. All time, so for many men to be a number three, mm, man, you already know what this album's about. Um, I feel you, I'm gonna disagree with you though. At three, I got patiently waiting. I love that Eminem was in his production bag throughout most of this album, and that is one of them. And I just love it, and especially just because it's just that gravity. I've been this is the one I've been patiently yeah. waiting for a track to explode on, mm-hmm. and he just goes at two. I got heat at two, I got heat, so we got heat in the same place, but one, I got okay. many men. A one mm-hmm. of many men. It's, mm. I've said it before on this podcast, and I'll say it again. It's hip hop gospel. It's Pantheon great. It's Mount Rushmore. Like mm. it doesn't make sense how special that song is. From the intro at the beginning, the little skit, a pull off, pull off, the beat, sounding like the gunshots, and then it drops, and then it's just many men wish death upon me, blood in my eyes, though I can't see. I'm trying to be what I'm destined to be. And, and niggas, niggas trying to, try take... to take my life away. But then the spirit of resistance. Oh my God. <laughs> that is the essence of Black History Month. Yo, no, I walk through the value of the, the shadow. shadow of... Bro, yeah. I, will yeah. feel, I will put a hole in a nigga for, for fucking, fucking with, with me. me. My back on the wall. Oh, now you go see. You better watch how you talk when, when you, you talk, talk about, about me. Because I'll come and take your life away. Many men. Many, 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 many men. Oh my goodness, perfection. Absolute perfection. And like we said, that bar to close out this, like where he's, um, now it's clear that I'm here for a real reason. Because he got hit hit like Like I got hit. hit. The air fucking breathing. Man, there's no difference in what we went through, but I survived it. And it's clear that I'm here for a real reason. This is why I got a higher purpose. I got a higher play. It's beautiful, man. I can't, I really can't get past that. Um, So yeah, I got many men at one. Heat at two and patiently waiting at three. Fair, fair. I can't fault you. I can't fault you, man. Um, patiently waiting is one of my favorite songs off this album as well, man. Especially when that uh, you make some big and some parky. You mix it up. I, I, it's fun. I love it. <laughs> it's brilliant, man. Man, should we take it to the scales? Let's take it to the scales, good sir. Okay, the two stubborn Nigerian album rankings go as such. I hate I ever listened to this. Won't be listened to again. Whole lot of mid. Might stay in rotation for about a week. Pretty damn good. Serious project. And then either me and or Paul can give it our 50% stamp of approval. In the case that we both give it our 50% stamp of approval, the album becomes 100% too stubborn Nigerian approved. Where are you going with this one, Paul? It's a classic, bro. Mm. It's stamped. Been mm. stamped. It's been stamped for 20 years. It didn't really need me to come up here and say that it's stamped, bro. This is one of the most important projects in music history, let alone in hip hop history. Um, it was fun for me to listen to it once again in this week with a with a critic's mindset and a critic's eye. And yeah, I ain't, I, it's it's stamped. It has my stamp. It's been had my stamp since 2003. Mm. 
I'm going to go with Pretty Damn Good. It's a solid program I'm playing, obviously. Um, it's stamped. It obviously, it's stamped. There's no way you say it's not stamped. It is one of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time. There's a reason why the greats love it. There's a reason why everyone knew who listens to it loves it. It is one of the best albums created in the genre of hip-hop ever. And is what put 50 on the map, man. Um, fantastic album. Um, that was Get Rich or Die Trying by 50 Cent. Now, now it's time to get into the reason why everyone is here, and that is our recommendation for the week. My recommendation this week is World of Woman. Wow. Um, by Jane Hancock. The yeah. bastards. <laughs> yeah. When I came across it by chance this week. Um, seeing that she is now the first lady of Death Row Records, um, I had I saw a clip of them singing the outro of this project, and I said, "Yo, let me go and listen to the project because that little clip alone sounded really, really nice." It is a fantastic project, man. Jane Hancock goes crazy. Your gangster grills and Snoop Dogg to open up your album, crazy, crazy. The whole project is nuts. Um, very enjoyable. Listen, I would recommend that everyone goes to our of their way this week and listens to it at least once if not multiple times because man there's some really really good music there couldn't agree more start my recommendation so i'm going to give you um a different one i'm going to give you naya or nia chennai um singer songwriter out of south london born in 2001 bruv do you know how crazy do you know how that. nasty that is absolutely <laughs> hideous um but she got a new little four pack out called since we ain't together um, different versions of the song. The single is called Since We Ain't Together. You should definitely listen to that. Um, but really, like, really nice singer. Really good voice. Heavy Georgia Smith vibes. Like, I listened to it. It came on on shuffle. I thought it was Georgia Smith for a second. I was like, I ain't heard this song from Georgia. I found out it was, it was um, Nia Chennai. And yeah, really interested to see what she does this year. Seems like, you know, loading up to do something big. But really good R&B, Neo soul vibes. Um, so I'd definitely say check that out. Mm. Mm. And just like that, track 86 is in the archives, one episode closer to 100. Um, that was a fun episode, man. That was a fun episode. It was a good one. Um, do you have any last remarks for the people? Nope, just as always, man. If you like this type of thing and you're listening on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, don't forget to give us a like and a rating. Um, obviously, you can find us there. Also, just check out all our socials to stay updated on new content. Consider signing up to our paid subscription service for the low, low price of $1.99. Yeah, we got it for cheap. And yeah, we appreciate y'all. Thank you for coming. And spend some time listening to Get Rich or Die Trying this week, man. Mm, mm, big facts. Big facts. Paul's playing us out this week. Paul, what are you playing us out with this week? <laughs> Let's play Heat. Um, all right, cool. So as you play the song Heat, everyone, please, please, please remember at home this week that Nigeria never carries last. On the phone, you with them things out, things out. I do what I gotta do. I don't care if I get caught. The DA could play this motherfucker, take me court. I'll kill you. I ain't playing. Get them candy to your fucking school, get popped in your brain. How about the top? Like Jack in the box. Yeah. In the hood, summertime is the killing season. It's hot out with this bitch. That's a good enough reason. I see gangsters get religious when they start bleeding. Say, Lord Jesus, help me, cause their ass leak. 
When that window roll down and that AK come out You can squeeze your little handgun till you run out Then you can run for your backup The machine gun shells don't tear your back up Guards on your side, shit, I'm alright with that Cause we gon' reload them clips and come right back It's a fact, homie, you go against me, you fuck I get the drop if you can duck the luck the other lady luck Look, nigga don't think you safe cause you moved out the hood Cause your mama's still around dog, and that ain't good If you was smart you'd be shookin' me Cause I get tired of lookin' for you Spray your mama crib and let your ass look for me This beat cockin' and dumpin' the drama Really means nothing to me I ride by and blow your brains out There's no time to cock it No way to stop it when niggas run up on you With them bangs out I do what I gotta do I don't care if I get caught The DA could play this motherfucker take me caught I kill you I'ma kill you. I ain't playing. Hear what I'm saying? Homie, I ain't playing. My heart bleeds for you, nigga. I can't wait to get to you. Behind that twinkle in your eyes, I can see the bitch in you. Nigga, you know the streets talk. So there'll be no white flags and no peace talk. I got my back against the wind. I'm down the ride till the sun burn out. If I die today, I'm happy how my life turned out. See the shootouts that I'm being in them by myself. Locked up, I was in a box by myself. I done made myself a millionaire by myself. Now shit changed, motherfucker. I can hide some help. I done heard about the 50 grand you put in the hood. But the shooter finna get shot, it won't do it no good. With a pistol, I define the definition of pain. If you survive the bones, you still fucking hurt when it rains. Oh, you a pro playing battleship, but well, this ain't the same. Look, homie, this a whole different type of war game. See, the losers end up in shackles, a motherfucking chains. Or laid out in the street. Leaking out their brains This beef cockin' and dumpin' The drama really means nothing to me I ride by and blow your brains out There's no time to cock it No way to stop it When niggas run up on me with them bangs out I do what I gotta do I don't care if I get caught The DA could play this motherfuckin' take me caught I'll kill you I ain't I'ma kill you. I ain't playing. Hear what I'm saying? Homie, I ain't playing. After the fist fight, it's gunfire, boy. You get the best, get the of, best me. of me. You don't wanna get shot, I suggest you don't go testing me. me. All the wrong I done, the law still keep my blessing me. Blessing me. Been the wrong rap, cause Dr. Dre got the recipe. 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 Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha. Hey, Dre. Got me feeling real bulletproof up in this motherfucker. Cause the windows on my motherfucking beard. Cause my motherfucking vest is bulletproof, nigga. Cause my motherfucking hat is bulletproof, nigga. But the doc said if I get hit, I might get a fucking concussion. But better that than a hole in the head, right, nigga? Ha 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 ha.